This is The Guardian. Hey, Laura Murphy Oates here. At the end of July, it seemed that Fox News and other publications owned by Rupert Murdoch were starting to abandon their extensive, positive coverage of Donald Trump. However, after the FBI launched an unprecedented raid on his Mar-a-Lago home, things have changed. Today, in an episode from the US Politics Weekly podcast, former Republican Congressional Communications Director Tara Setmeyer discusses how this ongoing scandal has placed the former president back in favour, at least on Fox News, and may actually end up benefiting Trump overall. Here's host Joan E. Grieve. Last month, we started seeing reports that Fox News and other publications owned by Rupert Murdoch were starting to abandon their extensive coverage of Donald Trump. But then something happened. The former president himself confirming that the FBI has executed a search warrant on his home in Palm Beach, Florida today. As part of an investigation into the handling of presidential documents, including classified documents that may have been brought there. In true Trump fashion, the former president this week sued the U.S. government over the FBI search and to temporarily stop the bureau from being able to read what documents they took. Top Republicans have denounced the raid as political. And where Republican outrage leads, Fox News will follow. The real target of this investigation is you or anyone who dares to call out and take on the rank corruption of the D.C. establishment. So, as we wait to hear whether Donald Trump will launch his 2024 presidential campaign, as he is widely expected to do, is he now back in Murdoch's good books because of this brewing scandal? I'm Joan E. Grieve, in for Jonathan Friedland, and this is Politics Weekly America. The Republican Party for decades has complained that the mainstream media in the United States was biased the left. Tara Setmeyer is a political commentator who worked as a communications director for a Republican congressman on Capitol Hill. And Fox News was the premier place to get your principal booked, to get stories covered. So I had many interactions, not only behind the scenes with Fox News producers and bookers, but also as an on-air guest myself up until about 2015 when Donald Trump began to dominate the political space. And I spoke out critically of him. So there was no longer a space for me on Fox News. I have not ever had any conversations with uh, any of the Murdochs, Rupert or otherwise. We have some breaking news we're following right now in the CBS4 newsroom. We've learned that former President Donald Trump has filed a lawsuit against the U.S. government following the search of his Mar-a-Lago estate. Tara, I'm not sure any of us had FBI raids the former president's house on our August bingo card, but it did actually happen this month. Before we talk about the media coverage of the Mar-a-Lago search, can you just summarize where we, or more accurately, the FBI, are with this investigation right now? So the unprecedented search by the FBI of the former president's residence, Mar-a-Lago, has really dominated the news cycle in August. All of the legal filings, the back and forth between the affidavit, the search warrant, the judge who signed off on it, whether the government would allow it to be seen by the public, because normally in situations like this, especially for a high profile investigation, you keep these things under wraps while there's an active investigation going on, because if it's released, it could compromise that investigation. 
All of these things have been transpiring over the last couple of weeks since that. And as of right now, the federal judge, the magistrate who signed off on the warrant on the search has said that the government needs to come back to him with a redacted version of that search warrant, that he is inclined to release some of it publicly in the interest of transparency. Currently, we're waiting on the Department of Justice's response to that judge and what they present and see if that's acceptable in his opinion. The government obviously is not happy about that. They would prefer that none of it be released right now. And to be clear, Tara, when you referred to the government there, you meant the Department of Justice, not Joe Biden or Democratic lawmakers, right? Yes, that's correct. The Department of Justice is the primary vehicle for prosecuting criminal cases at the federal level here in the United States. There is a separation between the president and his role and the Department of Justice traditionally. There's not supposed to be any coordination. So Trump and his lawyers have immediately gone on the defensive. They have filed a lawsuit against the FBI, essentially asking the court to appoint what's called a special master, which is usually a retired lawyer or judge, because they say the FBI potentially seized privileged materials in its search and the Department of Justice should not decide what it can use in its investigation. Tara, it's all a bit tricky, but what is the goal of this lawsuit and what's the likely outcome here? So Donald Trump is infamous for his use of the courts and lawsuits and suing, whether it's frivolous or legitimate or not. And in this case, it's not abnormal for a special magistrate to be assigned in certain circumstances when you're dealing with really uh, high profile cases. This happened during the Hillary Clinton examination of her emails a few years ago. Just 11 days before the election, the announcement creating shockwaves, the FBI reopening the investigation into Hillary Clinton's email use. Director James Comey explaining in a letter to Congress, in connection with an unrelated case, the FBI has learned of the existence of emails that appear to be pertinent to the investigation. When that whole fiasco was going on for the Clintons, they had a special magistrate that separated out which emails were um, personal versus what was of interest or potentially interest to the government. In this instance, though, uh, the Trump legal strategy seems to be more of a PR tactic and more of a stalling tactic than necessarily a legal strategy. The filings have been questionable as far as their legal arguments that they're using and more leaning toward a PR strategy to make it look like the former president has been victimized in some way by the big bad FBI. So uh, I would be very surprised if the Department of Justice didn't prevail in this case where the a special magistrate was not assigned to it because it's probably not necessary. But that's up to a federal judge and we have to abide by whatever that judge decides. So the raid was probably the clearest sign yet that Donald Trump could be in some serious legal trouble with references to the Espionage Act and obstruction statutes in the search warrant. And yet all of those developments have Donald Trump back up in the polls among Republicans. So, Tara, why is he so trusted among his base? You know, he spent many, many years attacking the media attacking democratic institutions in the United States and sowing a certain amount of mistrust that a lot of Americans seem to relate to. And they felt a certain kinship with Donald Trump, whether they have grievances in their own lives, whether it's economic or racial or cultural. Donald Trump 
represented a beacon for them and was he, he was their voice. And years and years of, of that level of indoctrination, it starts to change the behavior of people and their attitudes toward certain democratic institutions. And in this instance, it is the Department of Justice, law enforcement, and his supporters are continually repeating these things where people now believe that Donald Trump is actually a victim. And Rupert Murdoch should maybe take some responsibility for his popularity as well. In your mind, just how influential was Fox News to Donald Trump as a presidential candidate and then later as president? Donald Trump would not be president of the United States without Fox News. He began laying that foundation many years ago when he would appear on Fox News' morning program called Fox and Friends. The fact is they asked John McCain for his birth certificate. They've asked others for their birth certificate. They asked Bush for his birth certificate, by the way, I just found out over the weekend. Back in 2011, they gave him a regular reoccurring slot on the morning show where he would push his uh, birther conspiracy against President Obama at the time. That conspiracy implied that President Obama was not born in the United States. And, you know, it obviously turned out to be nonsense. But that was something that a lot of conspiracy theorists on the right jumped on. And Donald Trump used the his appearances on Fox and Friends to start attacking President Obama and endearing himself to the audience and say what you will about about Donald Trump. He knows how to entertain and they saw that his segments were quite popular. What's interesting about him and Rupert Murdoch is that they were never really friends until Donald Trump became a formidable political figure because Rupert, he had influence in Australian politics, in British politics, but he really didn't have that same kind of influence in the United States until Donald Trump. Now, up until a few weeks ago, multiple publications were charting the abandonment of Trump by Rupert Murdoch and the various media outlets he owns. But that story seems to have shifted in the past few weeks. How have Murdoch's outlets covered the raid, Tara? There was a, about a two-week period in midsummer where a lot of media observers and political observers were raised their eyebrows at the fact that Murdoch properties, media properties, were actually critical of former President Trump. And this was toward the conclusion of the January 6th hearings this summer, the, the first half of them anyway. And there were several op-eds written from the you know, Wall Street Journal and the New York Post criticizing Donald Trump's behavior and saying that, you know, perhaps it was time to move on from him going into 2024. And that lasted all of about two weeks, maybe less. And the FBI raid happened. And everything seemed to go back to where it was before. Make no mistake, the FBI has earned their shattered reputation. And tonight we're going to bring... Which was supporting Donald Trump's position. On-air hosts of particularly Fox News were back to defending Donald Trump. Permanent Washington does not want Trump to run again. Of course, it's their greatest fear, and they're doing all he can to prevent it. It turns out democracy was too important to let voters choose their own president. There was almost hysterics in the primetime lineup of Fox News here in the United States. We are on the precipice of a group of truly evil people who are prepared to destroy the Constitution and the rule of law and who are proving it every day. Really upset about the fact that a legal search warrant, I just want to be clear, this was a legal search warrant. Technically, it was not a raid. They were 
given ample opportunity to turn over documents that were classified that the National Archives had requested for over a year and a half. There was a subpoena a couple of months ago. People from the Department of Justice went to Mar-a-Lago prior to this search in, in August asking for things back. They took some documents back, boxes and boxes full. And a lawyer for Donald Trump signed off and said, this is it. We don't have any more classified material because you're not allowed to hold on to these things. That material technically belongs to the people of the United States. Well, that turned out not to be true. So when the search warrant happened, it took a lot of people by surprise, particularly in Trump world. And we saw the coverage now start to be lockstep again in support of Donald Trump across his media empire. And when we were talking about the shift away from Trump on Fox News at the end of last month, the reason that many people cited for that shift was that Murdoch and the editors around him just didn't see Trump as the spectacle that he once was. But after the Mar-a-Lago search, when we saw black armored vehicles with flashing lights and FBI personnel carrying out boxes of documents from the former president's house, that certainly did provide a spectacle worthy of Fox News, didn't it? Absolutely. That kind of spectacle is what Fox News lives for. When Roger Ailes was alive and running Fox News, he was the original Rupert Murdoch hire to run the channel. Roger Ailes was the, the king of if it bleeds, it leads. He understood how to draw viewers in. He understood how to use sensationalism to keep people watching. And the ratings reflected that on Fox News over the last 20 years. They know that the eyeballs will come to the programs. There was a point where when Donald Trump left office that Fox News' ratings went down somewhat. Now uh, the ratings for Fox have gone up. They dominated the top 10 cable news programs in ratings the entire week of that raid. Only one other channel, one program on another cable news channel broke into the top 10 of those ratings here in the U.S. And it's an interesting dance between the Murdochs, his media outlets, and Donald Trump because they were weary of him, of Donald Trump, and whether he was the right person for 2024. Was there Trump fatigue? And there was a period where he was he went 100 days without showing up on any Fox News program. That was unheard of during his time as president. When did you first notice that shift away from Trump coverage? I, I started to notice that a, a couple of months ago, some hints of glowing coverage of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. At the end of the day, these woke corporations, honestly, they do have a right to say what they want, but they don't have the right to force me or my citizens to subsidize that behavior. And they were getting massive subsidies. He was showing up on Fox News programs a lot more often than former President Trump. He was a much more interesting figure at the time because he was doing things that were new. And Donald Trump was still repeating the same conspiracy theories from 2020, trying to rehash 2020. And it, you could tell that Fox News was, was looking for some fresher voices. And then it became quite clear at the conclusion of the first part of the January 6th committee hearings when actual Fox News contributors, a couple of their hosts, some of their more news-oriented hosts, were very critical of Donald Trump's role on January 6th and said so on the airwaves. And whether they can get there legally or not, it is still damaging testimony to listen to the details of that day. You know, Which was something that you very rarely heard 
during the last few years, particularly when Trump was in office. And that was around mid-July. Um, and it, it was clear that the work of the January 6th committee was so impactful that even hosts and journalists at Fox News had to acknowledge that. So what do you think is driving this renewed coverage editorially? Does it seem like an opportunity to show reinvigorated support for Trump? Or is it more aimed at criticizing institutions that Republicans can now link to Biden and other Democrats? I think it's a combination of both of those things. Then, Because that wasn't terrifying enough, Biden's FBI went after a sitting congressman perceived as too close to Trump. His name is Congressman Scott Perry. Because if you notice what the Republican defense of Donald Trump is, it's not necessarily directly of him. Some, For some Republican members of Congress, for example, they can tie what's happened to Donald Trump to a larger narrative that they're trying to put out there about the Democrats, about President Biden weaponizing the Department of Justice. There's no evidence to that, but it doesn't matter. They know that if they repeat that over and over and over again, that perception is reality. And that will get their voting base excited to go out and vote Republican against Democrats in November. The idea of, quote, owning the libs, fighting against what they think is the establishment, is part of the Republican ethos now and part of why so many people watch Fox News. Of course, we're still waiting to see whether Trump will soon announce if he's running for president again in 2024, although many people assume it's almost a done deal, depending on how the FBI investigation plays out. At this point, Trump is essentially a social media exile after Twitter and Facebook banned him from using their platforms after the insurrection attempt at the Capitol on January 6th. So, Tara, how important is it for Trump to get the Murdochs back on his side? I mean, Twitter was not was a major vehicle for Donald Trump's popularity and his ability to disseminate information during the 2016 campaign and throughout his presidency. So now that he no longer has that platform, he's even more reliant on the right-wing media ecosystem. And, and let's just be honest that the, the Murdochs have to be cognizant of whether they lose viewers if they fall out of favor with Donald Trump. It's a very delicate dance because the Fox News is also being sued for billions of dollars by Dominion Voting Systems here, which is the voting machine company that Donald Trump's lawyers and Trump himself and others falsely accused of being rigged during the 2020 election. And Dominion Voting Systems has sued Fox News and um, uh, some of its outlets because they for defamation, because they said that they pushed falsehoods knowingly. And so they have to be careful with that, too, because they're in some legal jeopardy there. Just on that last point about the lawsuit, Fox News says that it is, quote, confident we will prevail as freedom of the press is foundational to our democracy and must be protected. In addition to the damages claims being outrageous, unsupported and not rooted in sound financial analysis, serving as nothing more than a flagrant attempt to deter our journalists from doing their jobs. So what do you think, Tara? Is Trump back for good on Fox News? Trump is back in their good graces for now. Uh, how long that lasts remains to be seen, because there are, are a lot of political factors that could go into whether the Murdochs continue to back him or not. Does Donald Trump actually get indicted? Does he get convicted? Does he falter in some way where they decide that he's so damaged that they're going to put their money and their support behind, let's say, Governor DeSantis. 
So uh, I think for now, they they both need each other. And as long as the eyeballs are still uh, on the television screen and in the newspapers, they will continue to support Donald Trump. And Tara, finally, we always like to ask a what else question on our show. And this week, I want to stick with the media theme, but veer away from Fox News. We're instead going to talk about CNN and the network's decision to cancel its media affairs show, Reliable Sources, after 30 years on the air. The host of Reliable Sources, Brian Stelter, used his final episode on Sunday to issue what seemed like a pointed rebuke of CNN's new bosses and their intention to pursue a more neutral voice in its coverage. No, it's not partisan to stand up for decency and democracy and dialogue. It's not partisan to stand up to demagogues. It's required. It's patriotic. Stelter said, quote, we must make sure we do not give a platform to those who are lying to our faces. Tara, what do you make of the decision to cancel reliable sources and what's happening over at CNN right now? Uh, In full disclosure, I worked at CNN as a political contributor for six years up until February of 2021. And it is clear that CNN has taken a different turn. They've even in just who how they put certain programs on what they cover, the use of certain contributors it is clear that CNN is trying to go back to being more straight news versus opinion. Over the years, some were critical of Brian Stelter as being too activist and um, because he was very focused on attacking and critical of Donald Trump and also Fox News and the right-wing media's coverage of Donald Trump and his administration. So the fact that CNN would get rid of a program, an iconic program like that altogether instead of just switching hosts maybe rebooting it, maybe they still will, shows that um, there's a new sheriff in town. I'm not so sure that getting rid of reliable sources altogether was the right call versus just changing the hosts, which I think could have been a better happy medium for that. I'm a little saddened to see the program itself go because I think that even the media, even the media is there to hold government officials and others accountable, but someone needs to hold the media accountable as well. And having programs like that, I think, have value. Tara Setmeyer, political analyst and former Republican communications director, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. That was former Republican Congressional Communications Director Tara Setmeyer talking with Joni Grieve. This episode was produced by Danielle Stevens. The executive director of U.S. Politics Weekly is Max Sanderson. Additional production on this episode by Camilla Hannon. Okay, we'll be back with a regular episode of Full Story tomorrow.